Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome in to Lake Night here on News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm your host, Henry Lake, hanging out with you for the next four hours here on The Good Neighbor. I want to start tonight's show with something that's extremely obvious and it's something that that everybody, I think, had been clamoring for, which was kind of odd that people were clamoring for this. But they got what they what they've been clamoring for for the last few years. Ever since Rocco Baldelli has been the manager of the Minnesota Twins, we have heard from Twins territory and fans for the longest time, okay, the last three years, I want to see some fight out of the manager. I want to see him get angry. I want to see that he cares. I think you got what you wanted yesterday, right? Not that that matters to me because it doesn't matter to me. The thing that I love about Rocco is that he's not a fraud. He's not going to go out there and rant and try to fake being upset when he's not upset. Be comfortable in your own skin. Be who you are. He's not that guy. And I'm not saying that that he never gets upset because we saw him get upset yesterday. Oh, trust me, that was the maddest I've ever seen Rocco Baldelli. And I think that most of you would agree with that. And I think some of you guys got fired up based off of what happened yesterday. But he had every reason to be fired up and ticked off and upset. Because that was such a bad call. And the interpretation of the blocking of the play, that was just awful. And I'm with Rocco on that. So for all the people that wanted to get evidence, confirmation that Rocco cares or Rocco has a temper, you got it yesterday. Not that I needed it or you actually needed it. Some of y'all needed it, I guess. But you got it. But the bigger thing about 
yesterday was the fact that it was such a bad call. And I know that this was implemented after the Buster Posey injury and all of that. And they want to make the game safer for catchers and all that stuff and the collisions at the plate. But at the end of the day, that has got to be such a tricky call to make. And it's one that rarely gets overturned. But I'm with Rocco. I got Rocco's back. I'm with Rocco 100%. That was awful. And the Twins losing that game yesterday and that controversial call was awful. I hated it. Every fan hate. You know that this is a significant situation when Rocco being upset is one of the main storylines on SportsCenter. You know that. Hammer, we never see Rocco being upset never. or kicking dirt or throwing his hat. That's never a lead story on SportsCenter. It was last night. Such a rarity, too. Yes. So that's where we're at with this. After the game, of course, the number one topic of conversation was the play at the plate, and this was your manager, Rocco Baldelli. I wasn't given an explanation because, truthfully, there's no explanation to give on that play. That was probably one of the most chicken shit things I've ever seen on a baseball field done to a team. That play has not been called since the beginning of replay more than a couple of times. In all of baseball, the thousands and thousands of games and plays at home where the catcher actually does block the plate over and over and over again, that play has virtually never been called. And for someone to step in in that situation and ultimately make a decision that that was blocking the plate, that's beyond embarrassing for our game, for all the players out there on both sides of the field working their ass off for the entire game. It's completely unacceptable. I can't even believe I'm sitting here talking to you guys about this right now. It's One of the worst moments I think we've seen of umpiring in any game I've ever been a part of in baseball, and I think it was pathetic what what just played out. I could go on and on and on about this. The umpires on the field have nothing to do with it. They made a play on the field, which was the right call, which every person in all of baseball, including the umpires, know is the proper call, and someone in New York decided that that was worthy of being overturned on the field. It's awful, awful, awful in every possible way. And, you know, you look for, you know, some, you're looking for the umpires to keep things in order on the field. The guys here did, and the guys that are in in the replay booth clearly did not. And I thought it was pathetic. I did too, and he had every right to be upset. I think that I'm not sure that I saw one person. No, I did see one person. I saw one um, former colleague of mine on my previous station here locally um, defend the call, and Dick got upset about that. He actually tweeted about um, said individual. 
saying you don't know baseball if you are trying to say that that was the correct call. Because if you look at the rule and stuff like that, like, they, they never should have overturned that. But earlier today on the morning uh, news with Vanita Sakar, former umpire Tim Cheetah, he, uh, he gave his opinion. This is what he had to say about set call. When I was umpiring, the rule was pretty simple. that You could block a base if you have the ball or you are in the act of receiving the ball. Okay, now that's still a little bit of a gray area because how far away from you is, does the ball have to be for you to be considered in the act of receiving it? Which I would say, you know, 15 feet maybe. You know, you're getting ready to catch the ball. From an interpretation standpoint, as the umpire on the field, you're looking at the play. And if you clearly see two separate things, if you see the collision and then there's a slight hesitation, and then you see a tag. Right? If you see two different things, that would be obstruction on the part of the catcher. He's blocking the plate without the ball. And this play, to me, it looked like one continuous play, that everything just kind of all happened at the same time. I don't think that Sanchez gained any type of real advantage, and I think – you know, Marty Foster, I think Marty Foster, the plate umpire, made the right call. I think he called what he saw. He was in good position. And when they showed replays, I didn't see anything that I would consider to be clear and convincing evidence to overturn it. You could argue it, you know, if you're a Toronto fan, but I, I didn't think it was enough. And I would not like to have been the, the replay umpires on that play because it's the rule itself, the way it is written now, and I don't even have access to how it's actually written now, but it's got an awful lot of gray area in it. And I didn't see anything in that play that looked any different from any time that I umpired or any since the games have been played. It looked like a real good baseball play. Beckham made a terrific throw. Uh, he played the ball well. He stayed back on the ball. He, he caught the ball with momentum coming forward, and he executed the way it's taught. And I think everybody on the defensive side did what they're supposed to do. His throw was on line. It was on line to the cutoff man, and he was able to let the throw go through. And uh, all of a sudden, there's something there that says, no, that's not what happened. So I'm not a big fan of the outcome, to be honest with you. And I guess that's about all I can say. I liked him. I'm going to text him earlier. I mean, not earlier, but I'm going to text him in a commercial break and be like, hey, (laughs) I love what you had to say on with the Vanita earlier today about the uh, the call from yesterday. But as much as I'm frustrated by that call, at the end of the day, you wipe it, the slate clean. You got to move on. You can't live in the past. You're still up in the division, and you got to win baseball games. That's just the reality of the situation. All right, we'll get back to Twins baseball here a little bit later. But coming up next. Uh, Some sad news from the world of entertainment. Olivia Newton-John, she passed away at the age of 73. But how did a young Henry Lake get introduced to Olivia Newton-John? We get to that next year on Lake Night. All right, some sad news from the world of entertainment earlier today. Olivia Newton-John, the Grammy Award-winning singer and actress, uh, best known as Sandy in Greece, died at the age of 73 today following her battle with breast cancer. Um, According to her Facebook page and also her husband, John Easterling, uh, she passed away peacefully at a ranch in Southern California this morning, surrounded by family 
and friends. Olivia has been a symbol of triumphs and hope for over 30 years, sharing her journey with breast cancer. Her healing inspiration and pioneering experience with uh, with plant medicine continues with the Olivia Newton-John Foundation Fund dedicated to researching plant medicine and cancer. Olivia Newton-John, we know her from Greece. But let me tell you how I was introduced to Olivia Newton-John. And then you can tell me how you were introduced to her. But I'm going to tell you how I was introduced to her. So back in my day, right, there was this channel that I loved. It was called MTV. I loved MTV because they played all the hot, new, exciting music videos. Are you aware of a thing called music videos? I am. Okay, you are. Okay, so you're you're knowledgeable music videos. So I was a fan of MTV, of watching the videos and some of the programming, right? I loved Yo! MTV Raps, Fab Five Freddy, and the whole crew. Loved it. But I just loved watching the videos when videos were back and super popular. And I remember the very first time that I saw the video for physical. I was at my Aunt Michelle's home, okay, and she lived in New Hope. And me and my mom and dad visited my aunt. And I remember being near the television. And nobody else was around me. I just happened to just be sitting there watching TV. And the video came on. And I'm like, oh, okay. This, you know, I like the song. It's a catchy tune. Um, This woman's. Very attractive. Like it was appealing. It was a music video that was appealing. Good tune. Attractive um, singer. It's a rock star. It's a hit. But then the very next day or maybe a couple days after, there were a lot of people at that particular time that claimed that physical was... Like risque. Seriously, no, no, no. Now, now there, we know that times change. I, I get that. We know that there's Megan the Stallion and a yes. Cardi B, and we got we got a lot going on now. Yes, right. We get that. Times have changed. But in 1981, physical was deemed uh, extremely dicey. Back then, yes. You know? Yeah. Back then. Back in my day. But that was my introduction to that song. And it wasn't like I'd never seen her before because I had. But that was when I became a fan. How were you introduced to Uh, Olivia Newton? Well, first of all, you're looking at MTV back when you did because I didn't have MTV growing up at all. Really? My cable company would not carry MTV till after I graduated from high school. Shame on them. Yeah, I, I got VH1, which was not exactly the same thing at the time, but that's what we could do. Uh, for me, I was familiar with her back going to like where Grease came out back in 1978. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom at the time, so we'd watch a lot of movies together, and she loved the movie Grease. 
and I like the music from it. Case in point, whenever she'd take me to the playground right next to my house, she pushed me in the swing. For some reason, I don't know why I did this, <laughs> I would sing You're the One They Want at the top of my lungs when she pushed me on the swing. Now, granted, I wouldn't sing it well, mind you, because I'm like one or two years old, but I would sing it at the top of my lungs. Yeah. And that's how I became familiar with Olivia Newton-John. Are you serious? I'm not making this up. That's awesome. That is awesome. But, yeah, that was – and, I mean, I'll never forget that. I'll, I mean, think about that. You played the song, and, of course, even before playing the song, I knew where I first saw the video. Yeah. I was in New Hope, Minnesota, because mm-hmm. my, my aunt lives kind of right there, New Hope, Plymouth. I'm sitting there watching this video. At the ripe old age of, what, eight? And, like, I like her. Oh, she was lovely back in the day. Oh, absolutely. Definitely a babe. Absolutely. But also, like, understanding, is this kind of appropriate for me? You know what I'm saying? No, because because people in that particular time, did you hear those same things? People were kind of like, ah, I'm not sure that this is... Appropriate. I, I didn't hear for per, television. I didn't hear per se, but knowing how people were back then compared to where they're now, I'm sure those arguments were there. So I'm not surprised by that. I mean, right now they see the video be saying, oh, "That's a lot of spandex." Yes. I mean, Im- imagine. I mean, back then, and then now with Cardi B. Oh yes. And Megan Thee Stallion, like it's it's. I mean, we've gone. From what, that? It's Torch City right now. We've gone from that to WAP. And I'm not going to say what it means because you people can figure it out. Oh, my goodness. Is it WAP or WAP? <laughs> that, that's a question, though. I'm not sure. You probably know better than I do. I do know. I'm not going to get into it right no, now. No, no. We probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh, man. But rest in peace to her. And I know that I'm not the first to say this, and I won't be the last. But when we start thinking about all the things that impact us health-wise, I just, I so hope, man, that one day, even if me and you are not still here on earth, I hope that we find a cure for cancer. I do too. Because it is just, we've all been impacted by it. We've all been affected by it. We've all lost a family member or friend. And um, this is terrible, man. We Think about, think about, if we find a cure for cancer at some particular time, so many lives will be saved. We lost too many good people to it already. Man, I know. It's so it's super frustrating. All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. And I have a very simple question that I want to dive into, and it has to do with today's events with the FBI in their raid on Mar-a-Lago. Is this the wake-up call for Trump supporters? We get to that next year on Lake All right, the breaking news from a few hours ago. It's not breaking news now, but it was breaking news hours ago. Federal agents on Monday searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Palm Beach, Florida, as part of a federal investigation into allegations he removed classified documents from the White House when he left office, two people familiar with the search said. Uh, Trump did not say why the agents appeared to be at his Florida property, but... In an emailed statement, added that, quote, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. 
and we know that Trump is under investigation by the Justice Department for removing presidential records from the White House and storing them at Mar-a-Lago for up to a year, a potentially serious violation of the law if the records were classified. So now that we have this specific situation, because we have several situations, okay? We've got the January 6th. Uh, committee and all of that stuff. And now we have this situation with the FBI raid and w- which we would all agree is pretty significant. Like this is not something that happens and it happened today. I would like to get a take or two if you'd like 651-461-9226. I do wonder if so many supporters still of Donald Trump um, will just brush this aside and say there's nothing here. Or is this kind of a wake-up call that says, you know what, maybe I brushed all the stuff that's came his way and said it's nothing, it's a nothing burger. But actually, I, I got to really take a look at this. I wonder if this is a wake-up call for Americans. And and this is not necessarily just about, like, (laughs) you know, you've heard this from me a million times. Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, forget all of that, okay? However you identify yourself or, you know, independent, whatever. You have to. Anybody with... Common sense would have to say something's not right here. There's something that's we, – we, we need to go ahead and get to the bottom of this. And by the way, when we say allegations of removing presidential records from the White House, I mean, they did find boxes and boxes of stuff months ago, right? So – you would think that that's kind of pretty significant. And why was that stuff being removed? And why, why was it at Mar-a-Lago in the first place? I Just asking questions out loud. Let's go to Nick in St. Paul. What's up, Nick? Hey, Henry. Good evening, Kia. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I am great. Had a wonderful vacation in London. Um, oh, wow. Well, welcome oh, back. Know. Welcome back. Oh, man. thank you. Yeah, it was great. Um, two weeks there. If you've never been there, I'd go. Never been there. Okay. Anyway, I have to tell you, I hope this is a wake-up call because I cannot believe how many Trump supporters there are. And I say that because um, he said, I will only help the rich when he was first elected. And he basically said, anyone who is not rich, anyone who is not me is isn't important. And no, then he said something. I don't yeah. I, I don't think that that was the selling point. I don't I don't think that he that he came out and just said that. I think that he appealed to people um that aren't rich because look, I look, at the time when he was elected, I was living in Kansas City and I know that he appealed to a bunch of people there. I I hosted a show with uh my co-host voted for. 
and mm-hmm. and 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 he and he felt like he was going to stand to make more money just based off of the appeal of of Donald Trump being this phenomenal business guy. Mm-hmm. But I also think he wasn't. And again, I hate to sound like I'm tooting my own horn and that I'm this uh, selfish egotist, but um, he also wasn't friendly to disabled people. Now, absolutely I'm not. not. That was that, that that when he did that little rant at that rally, that was yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I was worried that I was going to lose my social security. I was worried that I was going to lose um the help that I get cuz I get people that come in and help me go to the grocery store and whatnot cuz I'm blind. I cannot mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, so yeah, so I, I I just hope this is a wake up call for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the phone call from Nick in yeah. St. Paul. I, quite honestly, and I mentioned this to Hammer earlier before the show. I hope that this is a wake up call. I don't think that it's going to be a wake up call though. Unfortunately, like the text line, Lake, you idiot. The Dems are so scared of twenty twenty four. I find that. Text funny. I, I I told this person thanks for listening. I mean, think about this. Trump picked the FBI director that raided his home. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So many judges have looked at what has happened here for quite some time. You've got former people that were in his administration that have been a part of the committee hearings. And all of this is a nothing burger. I don't get it. And I, I, I quite honestly, man, it is frightening how many people are just glossing this over and saying that I will s- support him no matter what. I, I, I found it super – like this is what's so weird to me too. 
I'm not the guy, like, you won't find me rocking a Biden shirt or Biden hat or whatever, right? Like, because I think that the political T-shirt stuff, whatever, is a weird thing to wear of people that are in the political arena right now. If I see somebody with an old school, you know, Reagan shirt or something like that, like, that's that's different, right? That's different to me. I put that in a different category. But, like, earlier today I had a meeting. I'm out in Eden Prairie. I'm at Redstone having some lunch. And there's a guy at the bar, and he is just, he must have been the most proud Trump supporter ever with the, the Trump 2020 T-shirt on. What is the point in wearing that? I don't, I, I, no, I'm, I'm being dead. I don't get it. Like, I can't find myself to be awkward like that. I'm not voting for Trump. And even if I was going to vote for Biden, I'm not wearing a Biden shirt. The ele- that was 2020. What would be the point in me wearing a Joe Biden shirt today? I can't see one. I don't get it. Is it just to rub it in people's faces and say I'm here? Maybe. I, I, I don't get it. I, but that coupled with ridiculous texts like the one we got from the 612, I don't have a lot of faith that those people that voted will will wake up. And smell the coffee. I I, I don't. I'm, I'm dead serious, man. I think I think there may be a few people that will say, you know what, man, I can't do this anymore. But I think that number is extremely small. I think for some, they have to see more than this. They have to see what they're looking for at Mar-a-Lago and everything. Now, here's what I know. All Did I they know, see enough of January 6th? Nah, they think it's still Antifa, I think. Anyway, all I know is that if the FBI raised your home, Chances are you've probably done something illegal because they don't just go in there willy-nilly. They dot their eyes, They cross their T's. They make sure they know what they're doing before they go in there. Defund the police, right? Yeah, exactly. Defund the FBI. Yeah. I mean, do we think that this is a nothing burger? I mean, think think about that. There's something the there. FBI is raiding yeah. a former president, and it's nothing? I'll, I'll and say- I don't want to hear anything about about. Hunter Biden's laptop. If Hunter Biden has done something, then let's bring Hunter Biden up on that. Exactly. Why has Hunter Biden not been brought up on anything? It seems like there's nothing there. We. What about Benghazi? There's nothing there for Hillary in her emails. You sound like a dope when you continue to bring it up. Lock her up. If there was something there, she then be so up. be it. If there's something there, she would have been locked up already. Oh, my gosh. It's so – I can't believe that this is where we're at in the United States of America, man. I think based on this today, if you were undecided and you voted for Trump in 2016, you're probably off the bandwagon by now, I would hope. I don't think so. If you were undecided going in. You never know, man. That's true. I mean, I'm surprised every single day by something. Yeah. Well, I, also, I, I did notice this. I think I told you this off the air one time, but I drive this, by this golf course on the way in every day. And it's a driving range, actually. And they always have these political signs on there. A lot of them are very GOP-worthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. For the longest time, they had these five letters spelled Trump on the uh, golf course. I noticed about a month ago after the uh, hearings for January 6th that the uh, Trump letters were down. I'm like, okay, so I just took them down and that would be it. 
Well, they haven't gone back up yet. They've been down for about a month now. Hmm. And now they have signs for Dr. Scott Jensen and Matt Burke for governor, but nothing Trump-related. So I don't know who's in charge of it. Maybe he changed his mind. I don't know. I, I just think that there's a lot that happens, and we 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 look at where the political landscape is. I feel like right now, if a person continues with the big lie and they cannot say openly that Donald Trump lost an election, I think that's a disqualifier. If you're still today promoting the big lie and say that an election was rigged and it was stolen, you're not worthy of my vote. Yeah, I don't care what part of what, what you identify as. You're not worthy of my vote. If anyone campaigns in my house, the first question I'll ask him, too, is do you think the election was stolen in 2020? They'll tell me where you, they'll tell me where I stand right then. Um, yeah, I, I just don't I don't understand it, man. All right, coming up next, another situation that I really don't understand. And it has to do with AR-15s at a school. Like the school's going to have AR-15s for backup. I guess how is this helping when we talk about gun violence? We get to that next year on Lake Night. I do want to get to a <laughs> a quick text. Uh, this from the 715. Couple of texts here. Um, the first one, Trump is for the people. Dems are for the party weaponizing the FBI to spy on a campaign opponent. Brilliant. What? Does this person know that the FBI, they're majority Republicans? Well, what are you talking about? What, legitimately, what are you talking about? And not only that, what does that have to do with the boxes of documents at Mar-a-Lago? What are you talking about weaponizing? Weaponizing the same people that want to put Dr. Fauci in jail? Don't talk to me. Do not lecture me about weaponizing anything. Stop it. It's always we back the blue. We support police, but now it's defund the police, right? Come on. I have a question. Who hired the FBI director? Donald Trump. That's what I thought. I, 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 I can't. I can't with these. Are you, You've got to be kidding me. The FBI is. <sighs> now, first of all, where did you say this guy's from? Would you say say it again? Was this guy from the uh, texter? Uh, the seven one five. Sigh, my people. Um, from the text line, his supporters still believe him, and they want Hunter Biden and Hillary to be investigated. Just listen to the program that follows yours. I've heard I know, it. I know we we listen to it, the Jimbo Hannon show. I listen to driving home every single night. Let alone Fox News and Newsmax. I don't think that we should be weaponizing any groups, institutions, departments versus groups of people. You prosecute and you go after people that are doing wrong. That's what you do. Like, 
Is this same texture somebody that thinks that Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong when he looked at Comey and was like, basically, are you with me or are you not? And got him out of there? What was that? Come on, man. You got to wake up, man. Stop being a part of a cult. Stop it. I have known people that supported him in 2016, and they said, I will never, ever do that again because I can't. Mm -hmm. But there are way too many people that are still hoodwinked into thinking that this person's for them. Are you from the 320, and not the 320, but from the 715, or even some from the 612, are you the people that are continuously getting the emails that he's asking for money and you're sending him dollars? Build the wall. Did you send money for the wall? I hope you didn't because you wasted your damn money if you did. Don't get suckered into that crap. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Be smarter than that. And I'm not saying that you have to support everything that a Democrat tells you. But, man, you know, people talk about, um, oh, you sheep. What? I think for myself. I think for myself. Just like last week when I said I'm with Dean Phillips about Joe Biden, I think for myself, and I speak for myself. But some of you people just, you can't do it, man. You're not willing to do it. And some of your comebacks supporting the former president are weak at best. Weak. Weak. Come up with better material. You have to. Because it just looks so sad. Man. HL, I'm a conservative. Trump finished his term in the worst way. That said, the FBI needs probable cause for a search warrant and a judge to sign it. Likely appointed by Trump, and we know that that's true. Ramball from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. He joins us next year. We get into sports on Lake Nine. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 